So I paid him 10,000 pounds for two days of coaching. And Gabriel, you know what happened? In six months, I bought 35 houses. In six wow. months. The way I was able to do that was because he would he knew a financing strategy because he told me, first of all, how to find the deals because he had a system. He taught me how to find the deals, how to negotiate the deals and how to finance the deals. And this is the most important part because one of the biggest myths is, well, you need money to buy real estate. And that's a big myth that everybody thinks is true, but it's actually not true. It doesn't, yes, they need money, but it doesn't have to be your money. And so this is one thing that really stuck with me. And then, that, and then I just started investing. In, I thought, wow, why isn't everyone investing money in mentors? They'll invest five or 10,000 pounds on a holiday or a car that's going to depreciate half the price. Why are they not investing in their number one asset? And this is what I learned. And I think I'm very blessed to be able to learn this principle very early on. The more I invest in mentors, the more action I take, the more money I make, and it's that simple. All these little things by having the right knowledge, and especially right now, we talk about COVID-19, if you don't have the right knowledge to, to execute through this period, you're gonna get taken out from the market. You've probably heard that your story is your brand. So how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want. Join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over eight figures in revenue, as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories. I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong, and welcome to the Story Impact Show. Thank you, John, for being on the show, and thank you for, for agreeing to do this. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. So um, I was going to ask you a couple of questions regarding the uh, uh, regarding COVID situation right now. How's, how's, how is it in the UK right now? Like, how's the situation, how's the situation right there? Uh, in the UK right now, it's pretty much everything is just locked down. Everyone's at home. Um, I'm looking out. I can see normally there's lots of cars that drive past, but no one's driving past. And it's just it's actually quite beautiful. It's very calm, very quiet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, driving on the roads and taking a, a walk and just going outside, it's, it's not, it's, it's completely dead right now. Everything is just mm. locked down in the UK. Mm. Are, are you able to go out, like, for just, just to go out for a walk or something? Um, our Prime Minister allows us to do one form of exercise. That's it. And we can't stop. So, we, if we run, we run and then we just, like, can only run around our block and that's it, really. Okay. So, so you mean... So most of the businesses are closed right now, all the F&Bs yes. and everything? Yeah, everyone's ah, okay. working from home. And um, yeah, pretty much the UK is just, it's just you know, lockdown yeah. right now, full lockdown. So, so how long have you been staying home right now? Uh, this is my third week in right now. <laughs> third week? <laughs> third week. How long, how long more to go? Um, probably another three months. Three months? Yeah, that, well, oh, they're saying that, well, it's three months minimum. Uh, that's what they're okay. saying. Um, but the UK have, um, the kids don't go back to school until uh, September. That's what they're saying. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Okay. So before we dive into the topic of the COVID, uh, and what businesses should be doing right now, um, uh, for, for some of my viewers who are not exposed to you yet, I just want to uh, dive into a bit of your, of your story because I, I've heard about your story about how you became a self-made uh, millionaire at age 27 and you were more um, you were more focused on like real estate back then I remember when, when I when I hear you speak it's a lot about real estate uh, but you know you had sort of like a transition more into like online learning and 
uh, becoming a social media expert. So could you tell me more about, um, like, could you tell me more about that? Like what, uh, how do you get started in the first place, you know, and then transitioning into a social media expert? Um, I started, you know, over 10 years ago now. I've been an entrepreneur now for about 15 years. Um, I started in the whole self-development space when I was 21 years old. Um, then I started reading books, going to seminars. And, you know, one of my dream jobs was to become an animator. So um, I spent, you know, a lot of my time at university. I wasn't very good at school, by the way. So the only thing I thought I could do was I could draw and then I could do computer animation. So then I got a job as an animator. And uh, one day my boss, um, because I got so good at my job, my boss felt a little bit threatened. And so his goal was to kind of get me out of the company. So then I got made redundant. And so yeah. I remember walking out that day saying to myself, I'm never, ever going to let anybody point their finger at me and say that you're fired. And so that's when I decided to do my own thing. I think if people want to survive in this whole thing that's happening right now is that the only person that can make you survive is you, nobody else. You can't rely on the government. You can't rely on your employer. All you can rely on is you. And so I then decided to um, read a lot of books. And I remember my friend gave me a, a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I remember reading that book and it talked about this concept of you can, instead of working for money, you want to have money work for you and have businesses work for you. And so one of the first businesses I got into was real estate. So I, you know, I, I first thing I did, I went home, I started to type on the computer, you know, how to get rich in property. And of yeah. course, all these seminars came up and I'd go to these seminars and the more seminars I would go to, the more I would learn. And what I realized is that in these seminars, they were trying to like sell you courses and, and programs. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this must be the normal thing. And, and as I tried to look on the traditional school and university syllabus, they didn't have anything to do with how to become an entrepreneur, how to, you know, make money from real estate. So then I inquired in, in, into one of these seminars and, you know, they were, they were charging like three, 350 pounds for one day of training. I'm like, I don't have 350 pounds. I mean, I did, but I didn't allocate it to, 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 you know, to training. And so one of the things that I did was, you know, I, I went to my uncle and I said to my uncle, Chi, I said, look, um, I want to go into this seminar and I want to learn how to invest in property. And he said, what does it teach you? He said, it's going to teach me how to get rich. And the first thing he said to me, he said, it sounds like a scam. And I was like, mm, maybe it does, but you know what? I've got nothing to lose. You... And so this is where I first learned about negotiation. And that was, we go to people and we get what we want, but we have to give them something in return. And so my, I said, look, just give me the money. I'll go on the program. I'll learn everything. And then the first two houses that I buy, I'll give you 50%. And he's like, okay, there's nothing to lose. So give me 350 pound. I went onto the seminar and I started learning. And in that seminar, they said, look, if you really want to go and get successful in property, you have to go to where the money is. And I, okay, well, where's the money? <laughs> well, the money is in investors. You got to find investors. And they talk about this concept of OPM, other people's money. And so then I started doing research on these like investor groups. And of course, then again, they were asking for more money to join. I'm like, this, this is like, is this normal? And so to join this investor group, it was going to cost three and a half thousand pounds, which I did not have. Yeah. So I remember going home and speaking to my partner at the time, my, my girlfriend at the time. And I said to her, I said, Kerry, you know, we, we, there's this group that I want to join. And I think we should join it because it's going to help us make more money. And she said, well, how much is it? I said, it's three and a half thousand pounds. You know what she said to me? She says, honey, sounds like a scam. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, because the, the, the problem is when you're trying to do something and you're in that world and you're deep in that world and you're trying to explain it to the people, all they see is the, the facade. They don't see the deepness of it. And so I remember sitting there at my kitchen table just thinking, how am I going to get this money? 
And I remember seeing the hood at the time I had a Honda S2000 convertible and I just saw the hood of my convertible and I thought, you know what? I'm going to sell my car. So I remember, and it, I was like, I worked a l really hard to buy this car. It was a, you know, 256 brake horsepower car, six gear, speed box, convertible. I was like, oh, this is my dream car. And so I remember I'm selling that car for 15,000 pounds. And then I got 15,000 pounds back. I spent maybe 2,000 pounds buying this old clapped out banger. And, and then when I bought that, I then, you know, I was left with about 30, uh, 13,000 pounds. And I spent three and a half thousand pounds on this, um, in, in, you know, in this, in this group. And sure enough, I went into this group and I started finding people who, who were more investors and or people looking for investors. Like, hold on a second. I just joined this group and everyone's looking for money. I thought this group had all the money. So then someone said to me, he said, John, look, if you want to be successful, you have to get a mentor. And I'm like, well, how do I find a mentor? So then I started asking people and someone said to me, said, John, if you want to find a mentor, you have to find someone who's already got what you want and then you need to learn from them. So I remember finding this guy's name was Ying Tan. He was a Malaysian guy. And he owned this really successful company, this mortgage company. It still exists today, hugely successful. And I said to him, and I remember, you know, going through his PAs and messaging him and he was the CEO of this company. And I finally got through to him and I said, Ying, I heard all about you. I'm so inspired by what you do. Can you mentor me? And he said, sure. I said, yes. And he said, it's only 10,000 pounds for two days. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds like a real scam. Like, it's like I'm spending money all the time. It's like everyone, everyone I go to is like asking for money. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I go back home and I speak to my girlfriend again. And um, I said to her, look, I, I think we need to, you know, invest in a mentor to teach us how to do this stuff properly. And she said, honey, you know, seriously, you're getting scammed. Stop, stop doing all this stuff. Like, you know, you're going to waste all our money. But I knew that if I, if I want to achieve something different, I have to have different mindset. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I started doing was saying to, to, um, you know, Ying, I said, I tried to do these deals with him. I said, just make me the money and then I'll pay you the money. And I tried to do all my negotiation. He said, John, let me teach you the first lesson of entrepreneurship. I said, what is that? He says, you'll only be successful if you put some skin in the game. Mm. I said, what does that mean? It's what right now, if I train you and you don't do anything, you have nothing to lose. If you give me 10,000 pounds and you, I train you and you don't, you don't do anything, you've just lost 10,000 pounds and you've just lost your car. I'm like, hmm, good point. So I sat on this for about three months thinking, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I do this? Should I not do this? And as I did that, my life started getting worse. Nothing changed. And so, you know, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to give him the money. So I paid him 10,000 pounds for two days of coaching. And Gabriel, you know what happened? In six months, I bought 35 houses. In six wow. months. Right? Six I months. I believe it. Six months, I bought yeah. 35 houses. And the way I was able to do that was because he, would, he knew a financing strategy because he told me, first of all, how to find the deals because he had a system. He taught me how to find the deals, how to negotiate the deals, and how to finance the deals. And this is the most important part because one of the biggest myths is, well, you need money to buy real estate. And that's a big myth that everybody thinks is true, but it's actually not true. It doesn't, yes, they need money, but it doesn't have to be your money. And so this is one thing that really stuck with me and, and, and something that, and then, that, and then I just started investing. In, I thought, wow, why isn't everyone investing money in mentors? They'll invest five or 10,000 pounds on a holiday or a car that's going to depreciate half the price. Why are they not investing in their number one asset? And this is what I learned. And I, I think I'm very blessed to be able to learn this principle very early on. The more I invest in mentors, the more action I take, the more money I make. And it's that simple. And that's, you know, I remember the first transaction I did in property, 
I bought the property for 85,000 and I sold it for 185,000. I got 100,000 cash. That was like, my salary was like 36,000 and I had three wow. years worth of income just from that. And so I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that money and reinvest it. And so I started reinvesting in mentors and then I started investing in businesses. And then I started, then I started creating different companies. So now I have, you know, a training company. I have an events company. I have a technology company. I have online businesses. I have a consulting company. Um, and so now I'm also an investor in lots of different companies. So that's what gave me the seed capital to be able to do that. And last year we actually listed our company in the stock exchange and, you know, on the day of that valuation is valued at over 30 million. So, you know, all these little things by having the right knowledge, I mean, especially right now, we talk about COVID-19. If you don't have the right knowledge to, to execute through this period, you're going to get taken out from the market. So I know that was a little bit long-winded, <laughs> yep. but um, yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of how I got to where yep. I am today. Yeah, that, that, that's really good because I, I got so much from you just from, from, that, uh, from the story and from the sharing. I think a couple of follow-up questions I want to ask is that um, you mentioned that, um, you know, when you... You know, when you go from one class to another class, right? And, you know, people around you are saying that it's a scam. And, you know, like majority of people, if, if they are in an environment where the people around them don't believe in them, all right, they will eventually cave in and they will just agree and they would stop the journey, right? What, what kept you going despite, you know, your uncle, your girlfriend, you know, telling you that it's a scam. And, you know, even, even as, as I'm hearing right now, okay, Sometimes it does sound too good to be true, right? So, so what kept you going despite everyone around you was saying it's a scam? You know, one thing I've learned in life, Gabriel, is this, is that there's always three sides to a story. There's your side, there's their side, and there's the facts. And okay. so it's like when you go to a restaurant. Like, so I, b before I came plant-based, um, I always just go to restaurants and I always eat the same food. And my, my friend, my business partner always say, you know, you should try this. I said, I don't like it. He said, how do you know? Um, well, I couldn't answer the question, right? So actually, I don't know. It's just my mind making it up. So what I always say is like, when you become an entrepreneur in business, you always got to ask yourself this question. What's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario, I spend two and a half thousand pounds on a seminar. I don't make anything big deal, right? I just lost some money. But yeah. what's more important than losing money is time, right? Do you know right now, for me, it's the, such the best time right now. I've been preaching this for the last four years that people need to get online. They need to create their personal brand. They need to create the community, their tribe, and yet everyone's being comfortable doing it, right? They've been comfortable not taking action. Well, you know what? Now they are forced to take action because now there's no other way, right? If you don't do this, you're going like, to you're get taken out. So now people are forced into this. So I'm like, I'm like, this is out of every, the entire world of all the things that's happened. This is the best thing right now that could have happened to everybody. I yeah. mean, not in terms of, yeah. you know, there are people, you know, yeah. uh, dying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for, for opportunity and business. In Chinese, is a word called um, weiji, uh, which stands for crisis. And it's yeah. made up of two characters. The first character stands for danger. And the other character is opportunity so we always need to look at the opportunity in fact there are more millionaires made in a downturn than an upturn so we must focus on what is the opportunity instead of saying oh why is this happening what you know instead of being frozen because i think people right now that i think they're frozen at home yeah. they're like analysis paralysis and because of that they're not taking action and so if you're not taking action what happens with that is nothing gets done so yeah. we must know the first case you know the worst case, what's the worst case scenario that can happen Worst case scenario yeah. is you lose everything. 
That's yep. worst case. And if you're okay with that, then just know that what you have in here, you know, because when I first started business, there was one time I lost 4.2 million and this, this, this multi-million wow. dollar property deal that, that, you know, I was doing and it was mine and I just, I lost it. But do you know, in, in very few short years after that, I made everything back again because of this, I invested in this. This is my biggest protection right now is my, my, the biggest vaccine to all this stuff is your mindset, your health and your, and your nutrition. Mm. These are the three things. I, I, I loved it when you, when you say, uh, what's the worst that can happen? Um, it, it sounds like something I learned in my early days when I learned it from uh, Tim Ferriss. Uh, he, he spoke about this thing called um, fear setting, which is more important than goal setting, right? And one of the first questions of fear setting is, is asking yourself, uh, whenever you're not taking action, is usually because you are, you are fearful of something. Like inaction is the fear of action, yeah. right? So the first question is asking yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And of course, I mean, there's a series of questions you can, you can ask yourself. And then the last question is, um, what is the consequences of not taking the action? Because a lot of times it's worse than not, I mean, there, there is consequences of taking action, right? You could lose your money whatsoever. But what you mentioned earlier is that um, if they don't take action, there's a consequences to that as well, right? Which is losing time, which is more, in, more important than money. Right. Right. So um, in, in this time we're living in right now, as you mentioned about like, you know, people should be building their brand, the social media and all that kind of stuff. And I think, um, you know, there is two sites where people are uh, complacent when, when things were, were, were doing well, they were complacent. So they did not build uh, their branding, but there's also the other side where they are just fearful of being judged, fearful of, you know, throwing out content online. And that leads to my next question, which is a bit personal. Um, so when I ask people to do more uh, branding, more videos and all that, they are always very afraid of how people will, will judge them, especially coming from my country, because we are, we, are, uh, we are more like the Asia part of the world. And you know, growing up in Asia, family culture, you're, you're, you're more likely to uh, not you know, expose yourself to the public, right? You want more privacy because of, you know, you're more worried about how people look at you. And I wanted to ask you a question because when I was in, like when I go to the US, now US is not so bad, right? But when I go to the US and I mastermind and I meet people there, a lot of times when I first started going just to the US and I attend these mastermind groups, I honestly feel out of place as an Asian. So, from, 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 from a Chinese to a Chinese, right? I just wanted to ask, like, how is it like growing up in the UK as, as an Asian, right? And, you know, was there any disadvantage? Was there any advantage? Have you ever felt out of place? And, you know, have you ever felt like, you know, when you were creating content or whatsoever, that people would not listen to you? And, you know, how do you deal with it? Um, well, growing up, I grew up in a very British, I mean, I'm British-born Chinese. Yes. I, was, I, was born, I was born in England. And so growing up, my town, I was, me and my brother were the only two Chinese people in the school. And in fact, my nickname was Bruce Lee, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so quite often people would come to me and say, oh, what the, what the, do you know these like, you know, Ching Chong China, my noises. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously grown up, I went through a lot of bullying. Um, I lost a lot of self-esteem actually, um, growing up as a, as, a, as a teenager, as a child. And so, um, yeah, we went through a lot of challenging times as a, as in my, my, my childhood, you know, you know, fearful of going to school, getting bullied, um, you know, went through a lot of that, a lot of that. Mm. So how, how do you deal with that? Well, I think there's only two ways you deal with things, right? Like they say, you know, if, if, if a dog's on the floor and it's getting beaten, it's two things it can do. It can lie there and die or it can get up and bite back. So mm. you have a choice. I think everybody has a choice. You either do something about your current situation and stop blaming people and stop blaming the government, blaming the virus, blaming the, 
you know, the, the, the situation and do something about it. That's, you know, Gabriel, that's one thing we have control of. We have control of what we do. Yeah. Right. People say, Oh, I don't have a gym. I can't train. Okay. Get down on the floor, do some press ups, right? Do yeah. some lunges, do some squats, do, you know, hundred star jumps, do what you got to do. Right. Oh, I don't have the money. Okay. Use your time, use your skills. Oh, but I've no experience. Okay. Fucking learn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, sometimes yeah. it just pisses me off. Sometimes like people have this, these mindsets that stop them from, from doing things. And ultimately you are the only one in control of everything right now. And so I get passionate about this because I've, I've received thousands of messages every single month from people saying, I can't do this because of, I can't do this because of X, Y, Z. I can't, I don't have the time and whatever. Everything that comes out, every time people say, I want to do something, but it's an excuse. That's it. Yeah. It's an excuse. Yeah. Right. So you, you, you either live life with your excuses or you do something about it. It's, it's that simple. I'm sorry to say, I mean, it's, there's no magic pill or silver bullet. You just got to do it. And, and there's nothing else I can say to that. I mean, more, the more action you take, the more money you make. And, and, and it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred, hundred percent agree. Um, let's talk more about COVID-19. What is your outlook on, you know, for this, uh, for, for the economic impact in the world right now for a couple of months down the road, you know, what is the outlook for the economy? I think the economy is going to be hugely, I mean, for example, one of my companies is a, an events company. So we're not going to be running events for probably the next six or 12 months. Right. Yeah. So lucky I have my real estate. I have my technology company. I've got my SaaS software. I have multiple streams of online income. And so it doesn't really bother me that much. In fact, I'm, I'm happy because in a way, all my competitors are really struggling because that was their one business model. And yeah. so for me, it's, I think we, again, I just made a post on my Instagram and these three words that people need to be focused on, adapt to market changes, survive through whatever you need to survive through and thrive once all this is over. And so what I will say to people now is the time for harvesting. For example, ad spend, we need to be putting as much money, like people are now holding on to money. No, you need to be yeah. investing the money right now because now it's going to be cheaper than ever for you to buy things. Do you know, Gabriel, 2008 is where I made a lot of my money. 2008, okay. you know what happened, right? We went through a crisis a recession. When everyone was selling all the houses, I was buying them all at like half the price. And so when everything recovered, property prices went up, bang, I got equity. So yeah. I think the outlook for 2020 um, and what's going to be happening in, in COVID-19, I think a lot of businesses, even when this whole thing is over, like events, for example, um, there's going to be new regulations that will come in to say, hey, you can't sit next to each other more than two meters. So that's going to affect things. And the, the public sentiment, even in China, China, you know, was the first to get hit. And now their, their economy, everything's getting back to normal, but business is not as usual. They're trying to give people vouchers now to go out shopping. So what's happening in, it, it takes three months on average to create a new habit. So now yeah. people are at home. They get, like, I never used to cook, right? I, I'm cooking every day now, <laughs> right? Because it's become a habit. Because I'm normally traveling around the world and I'm eating out, but I cook. I make, you know, because I'm plant-based now, so I tend to make a lot of the food myself. So I know what's going in there. I don't know if there's any salt or sugar and all that stuff. I know it's clean, like, you know, when I eat it. So people have now been conditioned over these next three months to purchase online. Like everyone's purchases now, like online sales have gone bang like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, Amazon, everyone's ordered stuff from Amazon. And if you've got your own e-commerce store and if you've, you know, got online programs, like even my, my own online training. So a lot of our online, uh, our offline trainings we used to do, we're now doing them online. 
and I've seen that short rate is over 50%, which is insane compared wow. to 10 or 15% at a live event with all the costs. So yeah. there's going to be a realization of people going, Oh my God, shit, I, I shouldn't even put events on anymore. It's like, it's a, like our board is seriously considering not putting on any events anymore because yeah. we could do everything from a, this is my office, my home office. Um, and I can stream to hundreds of thousands of people all around the world. I do the message once and bang, the message goes out to all these people. So I think the, the public sentiment and entrepreneurship is all about leverage. How we leverage technology. Like I can tell you now there's no new technologies come out. So we had a video guy, extremely talented work for us. Um, but you know, due to COVID-19, he doesn't want to do any work. So we said, okay, if you don't want to do any work, then you, you, you're going to have to go. So he left and then we found a piece of software that replaced his job, like in less than the, the software can do what he can do or what would take him an hour to do in less than five minutes. So now there's lots wow. of software coming out that's going to uh, disrupt everything, you know, and that's one yeah. of the reasons why I invested three million pounds and four years of my life building software that would help coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, mentors, content creators, anyone that puts videos up to create a membership site in less than a few clicks and start making recurring income and make it easy yeah. for them because it's very technical whole how all that stuff works. So that's why, you know, we, 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 we created that software because we knew that it'd be a solution to what's going to be happening right now. Cause we saw the yeah. trend. Yeah. Um, so before I ask you more about that, uh, because you, you mentioned events, right? Um, many of my clients, they are in events and now they have to make a shift online. Um, I personally, and you mentioned about habits are being created because of this virus. And my thought is that like, after this whole thing dies down, people are so used to attending event online that, you know, I, I think like, you know, those conference and everything, it's still going to be there because there, there's, a, there's still a need for that. But like those right. constant event, um, uh, a couple of times a year, people will get so used to attending online that, you know, they may not even want to show up at a live event after. What are your thoughts on that? Because you run an events company. Yeah, um, I definitely think they'll be there. So like, think about it. I've got clients all around the world, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, Dubai, Holland, UK, US, all around the world. Why would someone, and I, I tell you, there's a guy called Richard, he used to fly from Singapore every single month to attend our events here in the UK. Yeah. Right? When now yeah. we can just stream it and he gets exactly the same content. Right? So why would someone spend $1,000 on a plane ticket, another $1,000 on a hotel, and overcome jet lag when they can get the same content of me just teaching the content to you right now? So. Yeah. And if you look at Zoom, Zoom's had to, you know, and all these online platforms that do streaming, as it's just expanded so much. So I think people have now overcome that whole fear of using technology. Because I think that's where the problem was. It's like, oh, how do I do this? But now people have been forced to figure this stuff out. And so now it's become the norm that, oh, we just do a, we just do a Zoom call. We just record it and we just upload it. It becomes normal. So what used to be the fearful of technology all businesses now, I can tell you, there's been businesses that I know that don't even use WhatsApp, right? They're so yeah. old school. Like, you know, we, we're in the online world. We know a lot about technology. And so we're so far ahead. But businesses, you know, attending the traditional annual conferences, why? Why don't we just put everybody online, create a community so we can do this and we can communicate? It saves time, saves money. I can do this. I just got up like, you know, um, what time is it now? 9.40. So I got up at 6 a.m. in the morning. So I already had my yeah. workout. I already did my, I already did my juicing. 
I did my yoga meditation and now I'm here. I don't have to think about, oh, I've got to get in the car. I've got to drive to the office. Is it going to, and we stuck in traffic for 45 minutes. It's all about time, Gabriel. Time yeah. is our biggest asset. And I'm telling for everybody who's watching this right now, there has never been a time when you have got too much time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. There's no more excuse for saying that you have no time. Right. Right. Uh, so on, on top of that, so, um, so now people are, uh, at home, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I personally think that like the online learning is um, is having a huge boom. Uh, and you mentioned about how you have a software where you know trainers and coaches can. I mean, there's a platform. Could you tell me more about that? What is that? Yeah. So we we created a piece of software called Membi. So Membi.com, M-E-M-B-B-Y.com, and Membi.com okay. is. Um, you see, I created this for myself actually, because <laughs> I'm not a very technical person. So I wanted to, like, for me. When I look at people creating online courses, it takes a long time to sit down and create an online course and you've got to plan it and then you've got to shoot it and you've got to put it out there. And, and it takes, yeah. it take, you know, weeks, if not months. I know people who have still, after six months, haven't created their online course because simply people don't have the time. But what people do have is one of these. And what I can do from this, I can literally take this, all right, and I can point this to myself, right? And I can say, Hi, this is John Lee here, and today I'm going to teach you a very powerful lesson on blah, 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 right? And so now I've just created um, a video like this, right? And yeah. so would it be good if we could just create a video? And interestingly enough, I looked at all the people that bought my online courses, and probably less than 25% actually consumed the program. It's like buying a book, right? This is my, I wrote a book called Business Hack. And the amount of people I say to people when I'm teaching content, they're like, John, and that, that piece is really, really good. I love that piece of content. I said, did you not read my book? You got a copy of my book, right? Yeah, it's in chapter 16. You're like, oh. <laughs> so what happens is people buy this for self-development, but they never consume it. And so, and this is what I found. So I look at the behavior of what's happening online, and very rarely now will people sit through a one-hour video. I mean, how many times have you opened a video, you start getting into the video, and then you go, oh, you just pause it to see how long the video is. And if it's over 15 or 20 minutes, you go, yeah, I'll watch it later, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I've, I've created this, this concept of this. So if we take a deep breath in, we go. That's called inhalable content. Inhalable content mm -hmm. is between 7 to 12 minutes. It's just about what people can consume. If your course is a 30-hour program, some people will go through it. The serious people will like 25%, 75% but people won't. And the problem is if they don't consume your content, they, they won't go through it. So, the, so that's why I designed Membi. Membi is every single day, it's, it's kind of like shooting content on the go and monetizing your videos. And the way that works is, and I call this the 1,000 true fans. Like just imagine everybody right now, right? We create something that's affordable. Right now, if you try and sell a high ticket item, it's going to be, and if you're, people are coaches and consultants, people are going to be very reluctant to spend 20,000, 30,000. Like my one-on-one -on -one mentoring, I charge a hundred thousand and the clients still pay me because you know, they've already got the money, but people who are, you know, not at that level, they're not going to shell out 10 or 20,000. They're going to hold on to that money because they don't know when the next money's coming in. So what we have to create is what we call a low high ticket premium. What that means is we create something that's got high premium value, which is what you would get in a high ticket but you go at a lower price, but the difference is it's recurring, right? Okay. So let me say that again. You want a low, high ticket, premium, recurring product or service. So let's say we have, let's say everybody watching now, we can just get 1,000 people 
to just pay you $10 a month. 1,000 times 10, that's $10,000 per month. That's 120,000 a year. And because it's such a low ticket item, it's like, what? If, if, if you do that in a month, right? $10 divided about 30 days, that's 33 cents a day. I think most people, even during coronavirus uh, or any recession can afford that. So you want to make it low ticket, high ticket value recurring. This is the key. So that's one of the reasons why I created Membi because now people, and, and also it didn't have to require a lot of time to do this. People could just shoot a piece of content, five or 10 minutes, upload it. And now you have a, a, I guess, a membership site with a lot of videos, some are free. So you might create three videos saying, hey, I'm gonna teach in this course how to do a, a plant-based recipes for vegans. And you've got three really good videos. And by the way, if you wanna watch the next one, you have to pay. You have to unlock the entire website. So what happens is they just pay $10, it unlocks every single video there. This is what I call a freemium model. So I personally think that every single person at home now can do this. Okay. So that's why, that's why we created Membi. Okay, so um, when, when it comes to this, uh, because I've been asking people to create content like this, and there's a, a lot of false belief that, okay, this does not work for my industry. Say I'm in, I'm in real estate or I'm, I'm a financial planner uh, or I'm in MLM, you know, why would I create content? Could you share more about like, like, like what kind of industry or what kind of market is suitable to create uh, content like this? Premium content, every, as you mentioned. Yep. Every, every... So it works really for anything that's solving a problem. See, what a lot of people do is um, you want to create something called an MVP. So what I do is I create like a PDF document and I see how many downloads it gets. If it gets like no downloads, I know I'm not going to create um, a, a membership site on that, right? So I want to see what people are what, like if I get a thousand downloads for, you just find out just what people's problems are. And you know the great thing about this, Gabriel, everyone can go to Google and start typing in what people's problems are and it'll tell you what the problems are. Right. Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to create an MVP. The MVP attracts the audience with the problem. And then all we do is we create the solution and then sell it back to the audience. A lot of people create the product, then try and sell it to find that they've got no audience to buy it. So if they've got no audience to buy it, guess what happens? They don't make money. So I already know the problems. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote Business Hack. I know one of the biggest problems for people in business right now is cash flow. Yeah. So they're not making enough money for cash flow to pay the bills. And I know that uh, a symptom of that is not being able to make sales. The symptom of not being able to make sales is not being able to generate leads on a consistent basis. And the symptom of not being able to generate leads is not knowing how to do that or not be able to spend money to do that. So I'm just working backwards to find out what this is. And so for me, I did it a little bit differently. I actually created a group and the group is, and the reason that the whole strategy and why I created the group is this concept called content for free and implementation for a fee. Right. So right oh, nice. now I give nice. all my yeah. content for free, all of it. I actually created yeah. a group and um, it's called, uh, if, if people go to Facebook, it's called, you know, cause I did this whole uh, trending thing, like, you know, stay at home, hashtag stay at home. So I actually called yeah. the group stay at home and start a online business. So if you go to Facebook, you type in stay at home and start an online business, um, you'll find the group. Um, and I created a URL called stay at home online business.com. So if people want to check it out, they can have a look. Uh, yeah. But in that group, I created it and we had like almost 7,000 people join in seven days. That's a thousand people a day joining yeah. the group. Yeah. You know, it's, it's insane. And so the reason why so many people join is because I'm giving all my content for free on the condition to help share the group. So now build, building a community. And the strategy from there is I want to teach people again, how to organize the content, 
how to create the content, how to present on content, um, how to um, put it. And so the idea was to give the content for free, but our membership site is what they're going to pay for. Yeah. So this is how I'm running. This is how we're going to you know, monetize. And my goal is to take my company to a billion dollar valuation in the next five to 10 years. Yeah. So, so how can, how can the ordinary, um, you know, people who are in a service business, uh, service professionals do what you do? How can they start giving content for free? Well, what, is, what, what would well, you recommend them do? Yeah. Let's take the, the most typical service business, like um, personal trainers do service, right? Personal yes. trainers every single day could find out what the problems are. We always start with the problems. What's the problem, right? So you might want to start your content saying, hey, one of the biggest problems right now is most of you stuck at home and you're getting fat because you're watching Netflix because you're eating ice cream and you're not working out. Am I right? Yes, no. Yeah, okay, good. Here's a solution. That's it. Just, just. So I call these problem solution videos. Problem, solution, bang, pump it out. Problem, solution, that's it. That's all you got to do, right? Biggest problem right now, hey, you're trying to build a following, you got no followers, here's a solution. Bang, right? Okay, yeah. you want to buy a house during coronavirus but you can't view any properties. Okay, bang, here's a solution. Okay, you're an accountant right now, but no one's coming to you for business. Okay, what's the problem? Businesses right now want to know how to get grants and government funding, right? That's the problem, but how do we do it? Bang, here's a solution. So just do problem solution videos. And that's, the, I think, the easiest way to start. Every day, just chuck up. I mean, this is being filmed. I'm not using any fancy equipment. Okay, I've got a microphone, but yeah. know, it's not really that fancy. But this is just yeah. my laptop. It's, it's literally, I'm, this is the camera on my laptop. Look, right? yeah. I'm not using anything fancy. Most people have a phone right? Most people have a laptop. Just turn on your laptop or go to zoom.com, register for a free account. It's free. Turn on record and talk. And then you record yeah. the video. Now you've got content, post it. Yeah. That's all they got to do. Yeah. Would you recommend them to create a Facebook group to, uh, to start attracting people in? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, Facebook will do all the organic marketing for you. So, you know, for me, yeah. I'm every single day. I'm, I, so my, my, my strategy is problem, solution, invite. That's it. So here's a problem. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Here's a solution. By the way, I've got a group. Come to my group, www.startstayathomeonlinebusiness.com. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I just, for, for those of you who are, who are watching, I just wanted to add on to that. Uh, just, just an additional tip. So uh, previously, I was actually running this uh, group called uh, Fund Alliance. I'm still doing that right now. So I, I, I created a lot of free content. Uh, and they have to enter the group in order to watch the free content. Uh, and right now, because of Facebook group, you can actually ask questions before they enter into the group. So what I do is that I get their email. So from there, you can actually build your, build your email list from there. And then the second question I'll ask is like, what is the, what is the biggest struggle they're going through right now in marketing? Right? Because I, I run a digital marketing agency. And now we have about 1,000 over people in a group. And because of that, we have 1,000 over questions on what people are struggling. Right, so now you have you have this list of like uh, what people are really asking, what people are really struggling. Then you can continue to and it fits your content because now we can create more content to answer these questions. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great tip. Really good tip. Yeah. Okay, so just um, I think one one last thing is um, how how do they get the book? Uh, earlier I mentioned uh, you saw. Uh, I saw that you have this business hack book, right? Could, could oh, yeah. you get it on Amazon or something? Yeah. Yeah. If you go to Amazon, so there's a, there's the audio. It's been published by Wiley Publishing, so you can go to my publisher and get the book. But if you go to Amazon, just type in business hack, um, or if they if they don't, I don't like reading because I'm dyslexic. So there's an audio. Uh, if you go to the website called Audible, so Audible, you can actually okay. download the audio yeah. book version of the book. And actually, the book just got endorsed by the co-author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. 
So, and mm. Richard Porter, she's, and this is interesting because I was so blessed and so happy because Richard Porter was the book, you know, 15 years ago that got me started in entrepreneurship and they just endorsed my book. So it's come like full circle and I'm yeah. just so wow. um, happy yeah. that, you know, that they've, they've, they've done that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, got, I got started my journey from Rich Dad Poor Dad as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people did yeah. actually. A lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. So one last question um, that is not business related so that um, it's, a, it's a bit of a side topic, just more, more of like um, me being curious. Um, what do you miss most right now? Like if everything goes back to normal three months later, right, in the UK, what is the first thing you will, you will go and do after the lockdown is over? So I, being locked down, what do I miss the most right now? Yeah, yeah. I miss, I miss being able to fly around the world. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like every, you know, every week I'm flying to it, you know, like one day I'll be in Singapore, next day I'll be in Malaysia, then I'll be in, you know, like Dubai. And I just, because I'm so, I'm like, one of the reasons why I started my business, because um, I, I love to travel. I love to experience new cultures. I love to experience new scenery. I just think if you travel, you get to learn more faster. You get to make great people. I mean, like Singapore is actually one of my most favorite places that I go to. And in fact, one of the reasons for that is, you know, again, before I became plant-based, the food there is just amazing. I mean, you guys have got, I don't know how you guys stay so slim over there. It's like, you're so, the food's so nice. I mean, like every time I, go, I would just go to Singapore, I always used to come back, put on like three or four kg. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, now is probably the slimmest I've been, you know, since, because I'm not traveling, I'm making my own food, I'm exercising and, you know, I'm getting good sleep, good rest. Um, but yeah, I miss traveling a lot, like getting on a plane, flying to different destinations. And I do miss events, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we run last year, we were in 117 events last year. Um, you know, I was supposed to have an event with Tony Robbins with 4,000 people. So Tony and I would be speaking on stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I do miss that whole, um, it feels weird that when I'm traveling and speaking on stage, I feel really busy at home. Don't get me wrong. I'm really busy right now, but it feels like I'm not busy. Does that, does, yeah. does, does that make sense? Yeah, like, it makes sense. I can, get, I can get everything done right here from my house. Why, why, yeah. why am I traveling all around the world? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's something I definitely miss. All right. Thank you so much uh, for your time, uh, you know, to, to give us all the tips that you have. Um, where can my audience find you? Oh, very simple. If you go to YouTube, type in John Lee, you'll see all my videos. You can subscribe to my channel or uh, yeah. Instagram. My handle is John. If you do at John underscore Lee underscore official, uh, you'll see yeah. the John Lee with a blue tick uh, verified yep. account. So you can join that. And I've got a lot of content in the IGTV or on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, type in John Lee public, they'll see the yeah. one John Lee with a blue tick. And if you just follow me on there, there's, I, I do a lot of lives. Or they can just go to the group. I'm very active yeah. in my own group, which is the um, you know, www.stayathomeonlinebusiness.com. If they, if, they if they go to that link, it'll redirect them to the group and they can just join it and we'll approve them. So yeah, um, I mean, but if you go to YouTube, just type in John Lee or anything, just Google, you'll find all my you know, social media presence. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably put all the link uh, in, from wherever you're watching. Uh, right now as well. Um, I've, I've seen many of uh, John's content. In fact, uh, I was watching one of, uh, I think two of his content on uh, COVID-19 uh, on his Instagram. And that's one reason why I, I, I decided to invite him on the show because I, I realized that like, he's able to get at massive value uh, onto this show. I appreciate yep. it. So, 
thank you so much, John. I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. And keep yeah. up the great work, Gabe. I'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Gabriel again. And really quickly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Story Impact Show. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes and your comments will help me greatly in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events and much more, please jump onto my website at www.heygabrielwong.com.